Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Heather Steinker knows following the crumbs in the chaos is a full-time job. She's a busy mom of three and runs a household with a system like a well-oiled machine. Heather created Chaos and Cookies to help busy mompreneurs stress less and save time through helpful tools and systems. Heather teaches her clients to be more efficient in their homes or running their businesses by working smarter and not harder. She also has a podcast, Chaos and Cookies, that's ranked number 80 in parenting on the USA charts. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. Heather, please tell us more about who you are and about your early career experiences before becoming the founder of Chaos and Cookies. And I have to say, as a mom of seven-year-old twins, I love your name. As you know, there's always cookies in the house when you have kids. Mm -hmm. Or no matter how much you clean, there's crumbs, no matter what, always. Like the the camera, like what the dad sees, and then you get real close, it's what we see. I went to college. I was a collegiate athlete, and I found out I had a a spinal condition shortly after that. And so- Yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, Hey, it's gotten me here and I'm doing well now. I wanted to get into physical therapy, but I ended personal training and kinesiology. So I have a exercise science degree and bachelor of science. I ended up getting into corporate America and sold court reporting, which is stenography services. I sold that service for 10 plus years. I had children at that point and really wanted to stay home with them. And of course, when you're working all the time, you get bored. What am I going to do? All my kids were going to start going to school. Yes. And so then I just started looking around online and got into health and wellness coaching and was able to apply my degree and chaos and cookies was born. I love that as a career person. And then you have kids and then all of a sudden you find yourself at home and we love our kids so much, but we need that intellectual conversation. We got to keep that stimulation going to where we can use our minds as much as we take care of our, our family and others. A hundred percent. And if you're in sales and marketing, you talk for a living. You're social. You- Social, mm-hmm. exactly. And not that I missed the happy hours and going, like, I didn't miss that. It was more the drive of being needed, being recommended. I'm a projector, that's my human design. So I gain a lot of my self worth from helping others and seeing how they thrive with my help. And so being able to be wanted for service or recommended and being told that, you know, she'll take care of you, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that it's, fuels you. And so when, yes, your kids need you. Yes. You love your kids. Yes. You're helping them do all the things, but they're children and you don't get a break in business development. You're helping other people. So I see why you would miss that feeling. And it's also a little bit of the adrenaline of winning when you're in business development, you're consistently winning. And when that goes away, because my background is in business development too, you feel like something's missing. Right. Sure. And if you're an athlete, like I was all the way to college level, you're very competitive. I mean, you're just built that way. Right. And you want to be the best, whether you are or not, but you still 
want to be. I played soccer. So I was a dancer until I was 16. I'm five foot one. There was no prima ballerina in my future. And I was really good at it. But then I started getting really busy because I also played violin and I was part of a very prestigious orchestra at school. And the high school that I went to, where I live in Texas, everything's competitive, big for a school. So we have 4,000 students at our high school mm-hmm. and a thousand students in my graduating class. And so sports was very competitive and I had perfect attendance from kindergarten to senior year. Wow. How did you do that? My sister did too. I mean, I was raised by an educator, but at the very end of senior year, I had two weeks left of school and it was spring breakish time. And it was right during state playoffs for uh, high school soccer. I got super sick. I pushed my body way too far. At this point, I was already accepted to college at University of Tampa, which is a private school in Tampa, Florida, where I went. And I was so sick, bronchitis, laryngitis, couldn't talk. I was so sick. And my mom had to call the doctor like over the phone when you know it's bad. And she's like, you shouldn't go to school. You're not feverish or anything, but you shouldn't go. And I told her, I will jump out of a window and sneak out. I have two weeks left. I am not going to ruin a perfect scenario. I mean, yes. Did I miss school? Yes. For excused absences and sporting events and things, but nothing for sick days. We didn't vacation off of school time. And so I have a certificate on my wall. It says perfect attendance. I love that determination. It's so great. I figured I'd get some money or something for school. I, I Yeah. Nothing. I was oh. like, okay, resume booster. <laughs> right. How has your early career experiences influenced you as a business leader in leading your company? And how does that experience help your clients, your leadership style, and assist you in managing your business today? I go above and beyond. I always have. I do my best. It's the competitive side of me, but it's also the giving side. If you're going to do it, you have to do it right. I mean, anything worth having is worth working hard for. And I pour into my clients. So, you know, there's a delicate balance there between being a business owner and then being knowledgeable and helping someone with experience. Everything that you put out is a reflection of you. And that's why you have to just be super careful on who you bring into your vibe is what we call those people that you trust no matter what. And they'll always guide you, whether you are wrong, they'll tell mm-hmm. you you're wrong yeah. uh, and not tell you what you want to hear because you're just in charge. It's really important. Yeah. Someone gave me a piece of feedback and it was about a podcast. They knew I had a podcast and then they said, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that. They were talking about the other person. And I said, no, I always love the feedback, right? Absolutely. We want to know what our listeners and our audience and our followers think. Yes. And with my programs and my coaching, I will always ask, what did you love? What could you get more of? Mm -hmm. And every time, I don't know if people don't like to offer up negative or just constructive criticism, but I know there's places to to grow. I know that there's ways to always improve, but no one ever answers. Right. Oh, this is great. I learned so much. I'm, that makes me very happy. What else can I teach you? Right. Tell me, tell me, tell me what else you need because you can never fully provide them if everyone's being kind of quiet at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your coaching business. And I know when my twins were born, I always thought my organizational skills were pretty good, but they took them to a whole other level because with kids, you never know what they're going to do. And you go through a situation and this drives my husband a little bit crazy. But now after every situation, I think, okay, how could I have done that better? 
And it comes from having kids because when you go through an experience, you think, ooh, how can I make sure that that doesn't happen again, right? How can I prep to have the extra clothes and the extra food and the extra whatever is needed and that thinking. And I, a lot of it came from the twins is in my business now every day and thinking about how to handle situations. And I assume it's the same based on your name <laughs> and what you yes. do. I assume it's the same for you. I do. I prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. That is just the way my brain functions. And I get made fun of a lot. My mom, she's just like, of course you have that. Of course you're ready. I, I said, because I try to think of everything that could possibly happen or that you read about mm -hmm. because I have this keen instinct on being able to see it from all perspectives. Mm -hmm. I think that's also why I don't stay mad at people because I can see where they could be coming from or they're in a different stage of life. And so when they get to that stage, then they'll really understand it differently right. and right. everyone's at a different level. Yes. And so that you could not even rationalize with someone that's not even in that moment. I had this situation have with my sister once. And I said, when she's married with kids, she will understand right now she is single and dating. And so now that she's married with kids, I bring it up. She's like, yeah, I see. I see why you're really upset with me. <laughs> I was right. like, yeah. <laughs> right. But on the other end of it, you have to give grace. And so when you're preparing for the worst and hoping for the best, you're never going to be upset with yourself over-prepared. Right. So you, true. Right. You'll never be upset that you took the extra step. It's so less stressful too. Being proactive instead of reactive is the name of the game. Mm -hmm. And yes, it takes a certain mind to be prepared and having it either ready to go or a place where you can snag it. I have a playbook. I have a chaos control system where it's basically a manual for your home. So mm -hmm. it makes you go and do these things around your home and helps you maintain it. Mm -hmm. So then when that happens, that crisis, you're not wishing, oh, I wish I had that when that happened. Right. And not a lot of people do do that. I have right. a lot of clients that come to me saying, this happened to me. This would have been really helpful for me. Things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we don't like to think about it. We don't like to think that, oh, that could happen to us because we always like to say that's not going to happen to us. Mm -hmm. But then when it does, we have children. Life doesn't stop, especially with kids, because mm -hmm. something happens in an adult life or world. They still need to be maintained. Houses are like businesses. You still have to run them like a business. Yeah, they have, very true. We have bills to pay. There's food to be replenished. And mm -hmm. we are, have a... a Meal time, cook time, sleep time, schedule, uh, you know, homework. Yeah. Restocks, homework. Yes. I mean, we run our houses Zoom. like businesses, Zoom, Zoom calls. We yes. became, we became first grade teachers. Oh yes. yeah. We can add I, that to our resume. We sure can. Can you tell us about a particular life or business experience that's memorable to you and that you carry with you today? I think that my spinal journey has taken me quite through it. When I went to school, and to go play soccer, I, I left home at 18 to go play a sport. I settled for a division two school so I could play right away. I didn't want to go to D one because I didn't want to ride the bench for years and then get to play for 10 minutes in senior right. year. I really wanted to play. And then of course, preseason, I didn't even get into season. My back started hurting after doing intensive training. Cause when you go to college level, you've got three days, four days, you're training all the time. You're going to school. It's a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. You actually have weight trainers and mm -hmm. other trainers for trainers, right? It's not just coach. And when I went and found this, I was 18. 
all of a sudden I'm in all of this pain, never broken a bone. I have always been so active and then not being able to do that and enjoy life in that manner was a really hard pill to swallow. And then after having surgery and having all the complications after my first one, when I was 19, I was just in chronic pain for 13 years. I had, sorry, my, my, yeah, it was not fun. I can tell you, um, bummer, but you know, you you only know what you know Mm -hmm. and you do your best. And because of the situation, I just shied away from getting it fixed and I have just have a high pain threshold. It's one of those just things ingrained, just go, go, go push through mm-hmm. maybe the athlete. And so after I had kids and I met my husband, my husband didn't know me non-pain-free. He only knew me with the pain. And so he wanted to help. And so after I had my kids, I was able to find a surgeon here after five surgeons that told me, no, like they're not going to touch me. They don't even understand how I'm standing up and talking to them coherently on mm-hmm. with no pain meds. They didn't understand it. So it was perplexing to them, but now I'm pain-free. I'm going on four years on the other side of it. When you do start feeling a little hint of pain, when you feel that twinge, you're, you kind of almost go to that state of, is it happening again? Is this the end of that good run I had? Mm -hmm. And it could be nothing, but it just takes you to almost like a PTSD. But I've learned that you don't take it for granted. I have three children. I have help. My husband typically travels pre-pandemic. He'll pick it back up here soon. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do three kids by myself, which is also a humbling thing when you can't mm-hmm. bathe your kids every day, not because you don't want to, but mm-hmm. you physically can't mm-hmm. because you're in just so much pain. It's hard to ask for help too. You it know, is. You're an and you feel guilty. Person, but when the kids are little, is that's the time when, when you, you should feel fine asking for help because how can we care for others if we don't care for ourselves too? Yes. Now that they're older, they understand that you can't jump on me without giving me proper warning because I have to brace myself. Uh, They can't tackle me from behind. They understand what the scars are about uh, now before they would just ask and wonder. It also teaches them empathy at at a younger age. It teaches them how to be careful and be mindful and that not everyone is the same. I've learned that you take advantage as much as you can. Cause they're only little ones. I was sitting at last night with my four-year-old and he was just holding my hand. He didn't want me to leave and so much to do at like nighttime. And I'm just like, Oh, I really have to go. And I sat there and I said, you know what? <sighs> it's fine because he's not going to want to do wait. this soon. So true. You're so right. What gave you the courage to make your leap to launch chaos and cookies? And what made you decide to make that career leap? So when I was looking for something to do, writing out my non-compete for the legal industry, I found health and wellness and I'm a health certified health and wellness coach through a virtual program. And I liked it, but being of business mind, I wanted to help others more on the mindset as well. Cause there was that piece of people wanting to get healthier, but they were having the physical issues or the moms trying to get out of the rut and finding themselves. Because before we became moms, we had interests and likes. We liked to go to the movies. We liked concerts. We liked to do things for ourselves. Just because we become moms does not mean because we, we lose all those things. It's a title that we wear and not who we are. So trying to find that space that A, it's okay because mom guilt is a real thing, but you have to also put yourself in the space where it's important to set these models up for our children 
when you are an entrepreneur, you work all the time. Yeah, and it never stops. You know, up at six in the morning and going to bed at 11 or midnight. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have to get that little bit of time to myself after everyone's gone to bed. I just need that moment like to myself. Then you I do. get sleep. What is your strategy for management, for staying on task to accomplish what you set out to do, as well as motivating your teams and those around you? I have learned that I've gotten to a point where I juggle so much and I'm tired of fighting with my husband about it, uh, that I hired someone to come in and revamp my inbox. So she cleaned it out for me because I saw that I wasn't being as responsive. Back when I was running the sales team with the court reporting firm, I was on it two seconds, like it would come in my inbox. And I always kept it at zero. And I hated missing those emails from others, but it was too much to handle. And my systems weren't in place. And so getting systems and automations are key. Yes, you might have to spend money to get someone to help you set it up or take the time to do it yourself at the front end. So worth it on the back end. But I would say a good system, an automated system, set up the rules that are in your email. And then also a nice color coding system in your inbox. My VA has been able to put it really nice and neat. It's finally all synced. A good system, a good time block and a timer. I have one of these where if you're on the internet or I mean, they're 10 minutes and it's not beeping at you and it's kind of soothing with the sand and you kind of want to think you're on the beach, but it keeps you on task. So it's like, I've got, okay, I'm flipping this over after this 10 minutes is over. I'm going to flip it one more time and that's it. Move on. And it's important to just have a system where you also are holding yourself accountable to it to stay there. Cause if you back to back to back your meetings and you run over mm, problem, right? It's such good advice to set that amount of time. You probably complete things faster too. Yes. Because you don't get distracted. If you're on social media and you've got notifications or you refresh your page and then, oh, whoa, what's that? I got to go down and do poll. Right. 20 minutes later, you're like, what just happened? Yeah, it's so two hours later. Completely get that. My husband's like, are you still watching those? I'm like, I'm research, research. Right, right. I'm just looking for inspiration, honey. <laughs> right, right. Really? Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? When you're done with your day, yes, we have priorities, we have tasks, we have all these things that we want to get done. And so having a system in place, I love a good system. You write down your three priorities, maybe for home life and for business, if you're a business owner. And if you get through what you can, and if you don't make it, you move it to the top of the list. So you're not kicking it down and you make that priority for the next day. But what's important is at the end of the day, to have a space, whether you journal or you write it down in a planner is to look at what you crossed off and accomplished and ask yourself, how did it make you feel? How did that make you feel? Was that something that you feel really good about completing? Is that something where, man, I have more time that I could do something else with that time. I'd rather delegate to somebody else, pay someone to do it. So look at it and see if it's something that's worth you continuing to do in the future, if it's something that's repetitive. And if it's a household task, say, I really want to go empty and clean out my closet. And you only set aside 30 minutes, not to look at it as I didn't get everything done. It's I accomplished X amount I started. Mm -hmm. And so it's on your plate and off your brain about, man, I wish I could to, okay, I started it. Let's work to finish it. That's a great way of looking at how can we bring in more joy and how much joy do we get from a clean closet? 
Oh, so much. (laughs) We just painted our interior (laughs) and my gosh, it's like moving. A clean closet, a clean computer inbox, clean everything. Empty laundry basket (laughs) that is actually put away after you fold it. Yes. Lots of joy from that. Thank you so much, Heather, for being with us today and to our listeners around the world. Heather, can you tell us how and where we can find you? So I am on Instagram at Heather Steinker, the way it's spelled, or at Chaos N Cookies. It's just an N. There's no A or D in there. Also on Facebook, you can find me. And on LinkedIn, I'm at Heather Steinker as well. I'm mostly active on Instagram because I also teach boot camps for my mompreneurs and entrepreneurs that way to start up. And then chaosandcookies.com is my website. You can find my playbook on there if you wanted to sign yourself a free copy of the playbook or the pocket playbook. It's basically a 911 guide that it would just life save anybody, especially with kids. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.